Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. We've been talking about and discussing the verse Psalm 103, verse 7, which says this, that God made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. And it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we understand and know how God is, why God is doing things. The distinction here, the children of Israel, evidently, they saw what God did, but they didn't understand why. And God wants us to be growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to be getting to know God and how God works. I would say this is the greatest journey of life. More than anything you will ever do or accomplish, to know God personally and to understand him, this is wisdom. This is understanding. And this is what we should give our life to. We can often be so busy, and often be so busy that we fail to do what really, really matters that's right available to every one of us, the knowledge of God, which will fill you with peace, with love, with purpose, with life. We were talking about one aspect in particular about the knowledge of God, or excuse me, the ways of God, is a process that often we see in the lives of people in Scripture, and indeed in our lives, vision, death of a vision, supernatural fulfillment that God gives us something to do. He gives us some meaning, a purpose to pursue and to, to, to go after. And often, we fail at it. I don't know about you, but I don't always succeed. As a matter of fact, I probably fail more often than I succeed. In fact, many of the people that I've had the privilege to meet who are greatly successful people will tell you that they succeeded more often, or excuse me, they failed more often than they succeeded. They persevered, they kept at it, they learned something from the time in their failures. Indeed, we're human beings. We, want, we would like to always, every time we claim a promise, it works. Every time we say a prayer, it's answered. Every time we, we, we witness someone, they come to Christ. Every time we serve someone, do a good deed, it's appreciated. That's what we would like. But more often than not, it's not that way. And so we learn something in this period of time when things aren't going quite as we wanted, and one day God will bring the supernatural fulfillment. It might not even be while we're alive on this earth, but it is something we can know we will see. In this time of death of a vision, it's really easy to make a mistake, to make a big mistake. Abraham was promised that he would be the father of many nations. Well, he's getting up there 75, 80, 85 years old, 90 years old. His Sarah was 10 years younger, so when she was 90, or he was 90, she was 80. And they're beginning to wonder how do you do this. Now, the Scripture says he didn't grow, he, he never lost faith. He grew strong in faith. He gave glory to God. But during this time of the barren, he contemplated the barrenness of Sarah's womb, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead since he's about 100 years old. It's getting late, running out of time. And so they concocted their own plan. Sarah suggested, well, I've I've got a maid. I've got a servant. Abraham, I obviously can't have children anymore, but she can. Why don't you go into her? 
Why don't you conceive a child with her? And then that'll be our child. We'll consider it our child, not her child. Well, Abraham listened to the voice of his wife, and he went into Hagar, and they conceived, and they gave birth to a child, and the child's name was Isaac, or excuse me, uh, uh, Ishmael. child's name was Ishmael. And as became, and, and throughout Scripture we see, and throughout the New Testament in particular, we see that Ishmael is a sign of trying to, to do the will of God in the strength of the flesh. And we see how now the flesh, and Galatians talks about this, the flesh is at war with the Spirit. The children of the flesh with the children of the Spirit. This was the, the Jewish and the Arab people. And how they've been battling ever since. But more importantly, with us, our flesh, what we what is of our flesh, and what we try when we try and serve God in our own strength, in our own power, we try and do the will of God ourselves. How much this battles with and 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 it show, what he did in this depth of vision, he tried to help out God. God, I see you can't do it, so it's not working. Now it's interesting. It does say he grew strong in faith. And so even when he had his own plan, and excuse me, his plan, and a plan that ultimately we know came from the devil, this idea to go to Hagar and have a, have a child that way, that was not God's plan. That came from his spiritual enemy. And yet he was walking in faith, and, he, and he, it seemed like it was maybe the right thing to do. We've got to be very, very careful during times of death of a vision. We can think we've got it figured out, and we don't. We can think we've got the answer, and it might not be what God wants. It might be from down there. Be careful, my friends. Be careful. Peter was another example. He was, I'll be faithful to you, Jesus. I'll never deny you. God's plan was that Jesus would go to the cross. Jesus had already made this clear back in Matthew 16 where when Peter said, I'm going to keep you from going to the cross. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You're not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's interest. Get behind me. You're stumbling block. And yet here later on, when they're in the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas leads the soldiers out to arrest Jesus, and Malchus, the, the servant of the high priest, is there, and Peter draws his sword and takes a swing. Fortunately, it was the aim was bad enough. He didn't cut off the guy's head. He just got the ear. And Jesus said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Shall I not drink the cup? the Father has for me. Don't stand in the way of what I'm doing. I've got to go through this death. I've got to go to the cross. I've got to, there's something that has to happen here. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you, sometimes in our life, God wants to bring this supernatural fulfillment, and he will. But sometimes in the ways of God, there's something we need to go through first. We must have the cross before the crown. We, there must be suffering before glory. There must be dying to myself before I can live to Christ. See, this is the process. And it's, it, is, it can be a never-ending process, shall we say. In other words, we learn this lesson, hopefully, at salvation. God gives me a vision of, uh, I'm going to be saved. But I realize there's something I have to die to myself in the process. And then God gives me the salvation of Jesus. But as we continue to grow and be sanctified more and more, God leads us to this process. I want to, I, I, there's something I'm doing in you. We're excited. What it means is we have to die to ourselves in a deeper way. And as we do, God gives a, a new life, a new birth, a new, a new 
sanctification, a new holiness, a new growth spurt in our life, a new fulfillment. This is the ways of God. In those times, we must be careful that we're not say, God, I'm going to do it for you. I'll figure it out for you. Oh, sure, we do our part. We work hard. We're diligent. We, we, we're not just sitting around doing nothing. We do our part, but we, we grow in more and more humility, more and more strength of faith to realize it's not me, it's God. It's not my strength, it's God. It's not my wisdom, it's God's wisdom. It's not my intellect, it's God in me. All that I have, all that I am, it's God in me. I'm, I'm merely a vessel through whom the Spirit of God is living and showing his power. And this is the process, and if we have a pride that it's of me, that's why God is, humbles us in this death of a vision process. One thing I want to mention today during this time is the concept of waiting on God, waiting on God. It's when, when, when uh, Abraham grew strong in faith, he, was learned to, he had to learn to wait on God. He had to wait 25 years. He was 75 years old when God promised him a child, and they didn't get it till he's 125 years at that stage of life. Oh my goodness, when you're 75, you're starting to think I could die any time. You're starting to wonder, aren't you? And yet God kept him alive to see the promise answered. And so what does the verse read? I just, two verses I want to share quickly. Psalm 27, verse 14. I would have despaired in this time of death of a vision. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. That's what we need to be doing. Now, it doesn't mean we sit around in bed all day, but we, we, we are waiting on God. We, we're really, God is never late. It might seem like it. It might feel like it. God knows what he's doing. The supernatural fulfillment and blessing is coming. It may not be in the time we wish it were. It probably isn't. We're impatient people. We get impatient waiting on the microwave to wait, warm things up. We, we're impatient people. But God is never late. He does things in his time. Wait on the Lord. We would despair unless we believed we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We wait on him. In Isaiah verse 40, verse 31, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run, not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Oh Lord, teach us how to wait. I encourage you in this time of waiting, make sure you're, if you're in a step of vision, a time of discouragement or despair, you're wondering, you're going to see the goodness of God in your life the life of your family, make sure that you turn tuning out the, the, the negative messages in our world and be focused on God, I'm trusting you. Be in prayer, be in the word, be inspired. Uh, avail yourself of sources of encouragement, such as what we're doing here today. And might I add the importance even of journaling. Write down what's happening. Write down your feelings. Express them in a journal. Take some time regularly to do this so that you can look back and see 
progress and where you've come from and see how God is working in this journey. Journaling is, 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 is simply noting and making a record of your journey with God. Father in heaven, oh, how we bless you today. We thank you for your ways and how we want to know them and walk in them. We can think of no higher thing in life, no more wonderful thing than to know our God and to walk with you through the the mountains and the valleys, through the vision, the death of a vision and the supernatural fulfillment, through the tears of joy and the tears of sadness. We thank you, O God, and praise you that you're with us in all of this and you're developing us and you're maturing us and you're transforming us as we grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you praise. Lord, we confess there are times we would have despaired unless we had believed that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we wait on you. We, we take courage. We strengthen ourselves in you and in your word, in your spirit. Today, O oh God, might this be our testimony, that we would be strong in the Lord, waiting on you, doing our part, but being careful that we don't step out and try and do your part as well. We bless you. We love you. We thank you for your work. Thank you for your ways. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Isn't it wonderful? I mean, we walk with God. We walk with God. We're not not guided by a self-help book or some motivational speaker on the internet that talks about, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. We're saying, we wait on the Lord. We take courage because we're going to see the goodness of God. We wait on the Lord. We walk in Him. We grow strong in faith. Not faith in ourselves, but faith in our God. And that's why we're going to be, that's why we are victorious. That's why we can keep our head up. That's why we can stand up tall. And that's why we, that's why we can also bow down before the Lord because we know that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Thanks for being with me today. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here day by day. I know I'm sowing the seed of God's word on good soil. I know that you're taking it and it's taking root in your life. And God is raising up men and women for this day, for this generation of all ages, who will be strong and mighty for the Lord in faith and in his word. There's so many shallow Christians, so many people who are shallow in their spiritual walk with God. We're going deeper and I'm so glad you're a part of this. If you're new, welcome. We invite you to join us. Come here every day. We're here live every day. I encourage you to subscribe, leave a comment, tell your friends, like the video, do all that stuff. It helps helps others join in and be part of our community. We'd like to see this grow, but be here every day. Make a commitment. You don't grow by just doing it when you feel like it. You make a commitment by by showing up day by day by day. That's what we do. So God bless you. I love you. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord strengthen you, bless you, help you know his ways. And remember, we'll wait on the Lord today and every day. He's going to show up. He's going to show up for us. We're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. God bless you. I love you all. Bye-bye.